Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,792. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Fremont, California with a very special guest by the name of Alex. He's also known as Sharky Ross. Alex, welcome to Cars Yeah. Are you, uh, well, I should say it this way. Do you have any gear and you're ready to release the clutch? Yeah, I don't like PDK that much, so I'm, <laughs> I'm happier with three pedals. <laughs> I think hey, you Mark. are, and we're going to be talking about a mark that my listeners know are near and dear to me, Porsche. But before I give you a proper introduction, Sharky, what's one little thing that most people may not know about you? Hmm. Uh, I I do like other cars other than Porsche, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> um, I, so I, I like a lot of, you know, the... Uh, 90s honda type of cars and and load and lotuses so i bring with me i'm from england so i have dabbled in in some of my you know less reliable less dependable but nevertheless fun cars uh from england you know jags and lotuses and things like that so people assume i only drive porsches but i do actually own and have driven and you know, I'm in love with other cars too. So, well, that's always good to know. I know people know me for my love for Porsche and BMW, but I always say if it rolls on rubber, I probably like it. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, bikes or cars or trucks or whatever it might be. But my first yeah. British car was a Lotus 18 when I was racing vintage cars. Wow. So that was my first experience with owning a British car. But my dad had yeah. a 49 TC, so that's the one that got me into this nice. when I was a little little boy. So nice. I still have a, a Lotus, a 1970 Lotus. Europa. So I don't know if people know what that is, but it's basically, if you look it up, it's like a miniature British El Camino, maybe. That's what I would... (laughs) It's a very unique looking car, that's for sure. Yeah, Yeah, it's made out of paper mache. It only weighs about (laughs) 1,300 pounds. Colin Chapman was known for that, right? Yeah, he was known for killing his drivers. Well, that's why I got rid of my Lotus 18. I I felt like I was going to die in that thing. I never felt safe in that car. Just fuel tank over my legs, little tiny thin tubular frame and shoulders way above the lower bar. I I just never felt good in that thing, but it was fun. It doesn't feel good when you have like a, you know, Nissan Titan pull up next to you on (laughs) on the 101 or whatever. Yeah, no, (laughs) I agree. That's a tiny little car. Well, let me give you a proper introduction. We're going to dive into your life here. Alex, also known as Sharky Ross, owns and operates Sharkworks. That's Shark, W-E-R-K-S. Those of you who love German cars know what I'm talking about. A Porsche-focused business that he founded in 2005. What started as a passion with a Porsche 996 TT, he purchased after selling his tech business has grown into a passion of designing and building some very serious cars. He and his wife teamed up with James Hendry, a talented engine builder and engineer, and they had a focus on the Porsche GT3 platform. They designed and built their own parts along with other high-end manufacturers and sell to enthusiasts around the globe, including some very famous names. Their 3.9 liter and 4.1 liter, oh, be still my heart, GT3 engines have been lighting up Porsche cars everywhere, and you've probably seen them playing with Jay Leno and Joe Rogan, that other podcaster guy, in a multitude of online (laughs) and print automotive publications for over the past 
15 and a half years. We'll be back in just a minute to talk with Sharky, but first a word from our valued sponsors to make the show possible. So sit tight. We'll be right back. One of your vehicle's interior surfaces that gets a lot of abuse is your dashboard. The sun beats down and those damaging UV rays cause massive heat cycles, resulting in color changes and sometimes cracks. My friends at Covercraft have a great solution for you and for me. Their custom-tailored dash mats protect your dash from heat buildup while providing a stylus solution. You can choose from a variety of styles and colors, including carpet, suede mat, that's the one I have for my vehicles, Carhartt limited edition velour mats, and the Ultimat for trucks and SUVs. Another great benefit of your Covercraft dash mat is that it eliminates the harsh glare the sun produces from your dash to the inside of your windshield, which can make driving a hazard. Covercraft's dash mat design center is located in Arizona, where they know about harsh sun. I've got a special deal for you. If you use the code YEAH21, Y-E-A-H-21 at Covercraft.com, you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off. Just use the code YEAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. Most people don't think about their collector car insurance until their annual premium becomes due. Well, why wait and see if there are better options for your beloved rides? I didn't. Did you know if you change carriers before your policy runs out, your insurance company has to refund you the unearned portion of your policy premium? I did my homework, I shopped around, and I found American Collectors Insurance. And that's who protects my Porsche Turbo. That's right, the one I call my Orange Crush. They've been protecting collector vehicles since 1976. I encourage you to call my friends at American Collectors Insurance. Ask them about their agreed value policy. And if your collector vehicle is on your regular auto policy, you will be shocked at the savings, not to mention the assurance, should something bad happen to your ride, that you'll get what your vehicle is actually worth. Give them a call today for a quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of Mark Green at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. Give them a call today. All right, Sharky. So let's dive into the corner a little deeper here and have you talk a little bit more about this business that you've developed and what it's become, it really started with a passion, but it's become real. Yeah, it started uh, on a garage floor in San Jose and actually with a friend of mine at the time that was a competitor to me in the tech journalist industry, let's put it that way, in the 90s and early 2000s. Uh, we used to write about video games and graphics cards and computers, and we would overclock them. We would try to get better performance out of them. And uh, mine became successful, and you know, I sold it uh, at the end of 99 and 2000, and I bought a uh, Porsche 996 Turbo with it after I bought some Jags, but we won't get into that. <laughs> and uh, I made friends you know, with, with this person, uh, Dan, who works for me now, um, and he was very much into the underground... Uh, how do I put it? The underground fast and furious drag racing oh, scene. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, and uh, he knew a lot about making cars go faster, you know, and it was a similar principle to computers with, uh, you know, tuning them and, you know, giving it more boost and, you know, more timing and things like that. And and um, so we started, him and I started playing with, with my 996 Turbo and uh, trying to 
beat some people on the, I'll say on the track and, and other places. And, uh, you know, it sort of went off from there. And then I started to realize, you know, I really enjoy driving the car up in the twisties and Northern California. I lived near some mountain roads. And then, you know, furthermore on the track, you know, Thunder Hill or Button Willow Raceway, those kinds of places. But I realized it was all wheel drive. It was kind of clunky, funky going into turns and understeering. So, you know, I started experimenting with putting different suspension on this and that. And um, I, I started putting it online for people to see in the early days of forums. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was getting some good results. I, I helped organize a couple of, you know, uh, twin turbo Porsche shootouts, if you will, with like, you know, 10, 12 different cars from all over the country and different tuners. And I entered mine in and I won a few of the events. And after that, a lot of people were like, hey, can, can you do the same thing to my car? And my wife was like, yeah, just not in my, on my you know, two-car garage floor. <laughs> yeah. in the, not in the living room, dear. Area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, not there. So you know, I started looking in and trying some different places in the Bay Area. And I, I uh, sort of met James in about, I think it was 2008, 2003. You know, he was working on, he'd been working on a lot of air-cooled, you know, Porsches for years and taking apart Porsches and cars for a long time before that. Um, he was self-taught, really. But uh, he didn't seem to be afraid of doing stuff on the 996 Turbo, and he seemed really excited and into it. And we just became friends, and I think we had the first 996 Turbo to break into the 10s and like, oh, Wow. End of 03, which was, you know, back then that was a big deal. Oh, sure. But but now, you know, I think a, I think a Camry can probably do that almost. Um, <laughs> or a Tesla. Yeah, no, a Tesla. Yeah, a Tesla. Definitely a Tesla. Yeah. But, and so we hit it off pretty well. I was still retired um, from having sold my business, but I decided, you know, I, I watched him. He was like a master at doing everything. I could, I could see that really early on. And I wanted to learn from him as well. And... You know, we, we started building cars for people with a proper shop. And, uh, you know, we called it Sharkworks because you know, it's been that that name was uh, the word shark. I'm, I'm into those, obviously, you know, in a big way. And mm -hmm. I used it on a football pitch when I was growing up as a kid. And I used it as my company um, magazine, if you will, for uh, the tech industry. And it was good to me. So we used it instead of boring auto works, we called it shark works. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I think on the second day we started getting calls for nine, for nine to eight owners. Cause they're known as the shark. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, but cool. we didn't, you know, we didn't work on them. We we're like, sorry, we just do nine, nine, six turbos at yeah. the time. Oh, cool. And, uh, yeah, no. So, and then it became, you know, word of mouth and internet and, uh, very, very soon, you know, the, uh, GT three started to the nine nine seven GT three came out you know, like in end of Oh six. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we ordered a RS, and we changed focus from, you know, big horsepower 996 turbos with, you know, 800 horsepower to a more more visceral, more exciting way of driving, which the GT3 takes care of that. You know, nothing against turbos, but but they they have this big hammer and, you know, usually uh, understeer and delay and lag and all kinds of other things that make it a little more challenging. I understand. So, yeah, we, yeah. so that's, that's how Sharkworks came about. And I still... You know, James is there, and Dan actually joined um, a few years later. Um, I hooked up with him again. You know, he was in Washington, and, and uh, he was uh, done with writing about computers and, and video games. And he's he's like, yeah, I'm still into cars, so 
let me come help you. <laughs> so that's what happened. You know, this is a really cool story because it's a story of taking your your hobby, your passion, and turning it into a mm-hmm. career, which really wasn't what you started to do. No. But, but I know what you're talking about. I had a 993 C4S for a while. Yep. It was my daily driver. But after I had it for a short time, I really was going, I wish I'd bought an S. I don't like the way this drives in certain aspects with yes. front-wheel drive. And I went, I made a big mistake. And I looked forever for it, uh, bought it mm-hmm. very low miles out of Texas. And I liked it. But um, yeah, I wish I wish I had gotten an S. When yep. you think about this business that you've built, is there any one aspect of this business that is your favorite part of it? Um, it's changed over the years. Uh, when we when we started, it was very fun to you know be first. For example, like oh, you know we we got into the tens, or you know we were first with a new Bilstein suspension, or we were first with a Brembo brake kit, or we were first with doing an engine for a GT3, you know, a big bore engine. Those were exciting, but now the longer we've done it, I feel like we've learned so much by all the cars that you know we've owned as a team that you know we've we've made all the mistakes we've we've done all the different modifications and gone down all the rabbit holes for people and so i feel like you know now it's pretty satisfying you know 9 times out of 10 guiding someone and saying um you don't actually have to do that to your car you know that that will that will be a detriment to the car you don't need to spend money there don't you know mm-hmm. maybe do this instead having just had a history with the car and having you know the the brand in general but getting to know it well enough to where I think people know, you know, when they call us, you know, they're getting, they're not just going to, you know, bang their credit card. They're going to get a pretty comprehensive overview of what their car could or, or shouldn't do, you know, and what it can get better at. Are most of the cars you're mm-hmm. building track cars for people to take out and go fast? Or is it a combination of track cars, street cars? It's a combo. I would say, you know, because we... We do a wide range of things. I mean, we we also do 964s, and those we set up specifically to mimic what we did with mine, where it's you know a canyon bomber, if you will, mm-hmm. right? So it has it has compliant suspension, but it's you know lowered and tight, and it revs well with a 3.8 engine that James built and lightweight flywheel, which is you know it's a signature of all the cars we do. We always have lightweight flywheels because we like responsiveness and you know big bore engines and things like that. So yeah, no, we 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 do we do a wide range. If only I had known you back when I had my 964. I love that car. It was it was great. Yeah. And uh, it was a really fun car. It was my daily driver, but I take it to the track yeah. and have fun with it, throw some slicks on it and stuff. But uh, yeah, to have that kind of a power plant. To be honest, and you know, don't take this the wrong way, but I think compared to the 993, it was a much, well, it was definitely a much simpler platform. Oh, sure. And in a way, I think it was closer to the older air-cooled cars. Um, in terms of feel, the 993 has this weird, well, the kinematic toe, which we won't get into, <laughs> but um, <laughs> we won't get into that. But it has a weird disconnected feel and a little bit of 996 in it as well. It's in terms of the interior. It's it's just, yeah, it's not my, I know it's very controversial, not my favorite shape either. No, a little but, heavy uh, on the ends, but you know, I had come from a 74S into a, uh, a mm-hmm. Carrera, 84 Carrera cab that I had for a year when I yep. was living in San Diego and just drove it with the top down all the time back Perfect. and forth to work. And then when I 
was moving up to yep. the Pacific Northwest, I went, this convertible is not going to work because that thing was not waterproof. <laughs> uh, those no, old cabs no. did not handle no. massive water. They just finally started no. giving up. And and so I sold it and bought that uh, Carrera 2. And yeah. uh, I liked it. it. It had been special ordered by somebody at the Porsche factory. So it had all sorts mm-hmm. of cool mods. It looked like a an R, uh, what was the the uh, RS America? It had the cup wheels, cup mm-hmm. mirrors. Yep. Uh, it had been yep. lowered. They had taken off one of the exhausts. So it sounded like almost like a small yep. block V8. It just yes. had a, I pull yes. up to car event, Perfect. Porsche events, and people go, what do you have in the back of that thing? That doesn't sound like a Nothing. Muffler. I got no muffler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I loved it. It was off my neighbors. I woke them up when I left for work early every day, but that's okay. They've been used to me. I've been here long enough. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about who's helped you in your life uh, as far as being uh, a mentor, someone that's been someone that's brought things to you and helped you move forward. You were very successful in the tech industry and a business and selling it. And and now your hobby turns into another successful business. Go figure. All it takes is hard work, right? So did you have somebody who was an advisor? Um, Yeah. You know, um, I have to say, you know, this is sound cheesy, but, um, you know, coming from, from London, England, and I went to a very fancy uh, academic school. So, the result of that was uh, don't think too big and don't don't try to do something out of your scope. But as soon as I moved to the U.S. in the late 90s, yeah. um, I felt like a lot of doors were open. Um, I felt like I did not have to be born into something and I really could just explore my passion. And, you know, there weren't a lot of people doing what I was doing at the time. I mean, I would go to the drag strip, which is shock horror with a 996 turbo. <laughs> and, um, you know, they're like, what are you doing here? Why are you um, here? You're yeah, why are you home. here? Yeah, you're, go home. And, you know, the, there weren't a lot of tuner shops at the time. Um, and the ones that were around didn't have, I don't know, they just, they were focused more on the air-cooled stuff, you know, because the 996 was the was the real big change from air-cooled to water-cooled, right? Oh, yeah. And, and so a lot of the shops were very against the 996 and um a lot of the porsche owners actually looked down on them too oh, blasphemy at the time yeah yeah it's it's always like that though with you know now with now porsche one. owners yeah. yes exactly but um so i didn't really have anywhere to go and explore my passion you know there were a couple of people like i said like james that i could see wow this is I bumped into someone who's really just uh, really unafraid to explore and take these engines apart. It, to him, it's just Lego without instructions. <laughs> <laughs> that takes talent. That's yeah, talent. Yeah. On but tap, it reminded yeah. me. It reminded me sort of of what Dan and I were doing with uh, computers. You know, nobody really taught us, and we were building hot rod computers. And mm. yeah, it's it's not as expensive when you blow up a computer versus a car. Um, generally, you know, if you, if you push the performance too much, but, uh, you know, James was never concerned about it and there's nothing he can't fix. Um, that's what I realized pretty early on. So I just kind of said, okay, well, he's got my back. So, so, uh, I have some funky ideas of how I want to set up a car and usually the journalists and or customers end up that drive my car like man i really want my car to be like that well you've had a lot of test time on that platform yeah there's a lot of good roads here um so you know but going back to mentors i mean i would say probably my mom sure. <laughs> my wife is also yeah. very much an entrepreneur she was a video game developer and she worked in television cool stuff like that so you know she was very encouraging uh, in fact she she uh Helped me install the nitrous uh, lines into my 996 turbo and my and, and bought some you know really expensive race brakes for my shootout and helped me install those. Oh, wait, you said the- nitrous lines into your 996. Yes. Oh yes. boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was very. 
<laughs> well, it was it was just to spray the intercoolers. I wasn't putting it into the engine. But yeah, I was. Oh. I had a I had a fancy system to uh, spray the intercoolers and keep them cool with nitrous. But it looked cool because you know I'd pull up at the drag strip and you know the before the light went red, you know I'd be spraying them down and people would be like, oh, what's going is, on here? What is he about to do? Well, yeah. you know, you touched on a key thing, and that's having some powerful and great women in your life. Uh, just yeah. having just having come off of of Women's History Month here on Cars, yeah, with twenty three great women on my show. Uh, and I have I married a very smart woman who mm-hmm. keeps me uh, on my toes all the time. Uh, Mom yep. always said, "Marry someone smarter than you." I, well, I think it was a trick, but I did it. So, it seems, yeah, no, I definitely did the same thing. Yeah, seems to have worked. Seems to have worked quite well. But yeah, like like me, you probably are reminded things you don't even have the pleasure of remembering you did wrong. So, yes, uh, yeah, yes. that's part of the the drawback there. Yeah. How She's would, usually right? Yeah. Well, I always say, "Is she in the other room? She might be listening." My wife's always right. <laughs> Always right, yes, Sharky. Always, 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 yeah. always. always. <laughs> right, dear. <laughs> always. <laughs> Except about how stiff the suspension should be. That, in the car. Yeah. It's not right about that. Yeah, no. Or, yeah. or how stiff the clutch pedal is. There you go. It's wrong you about go. that. Absolutely. <laughs> it, how would you advise somebody who wants to get into a career or business like you're doing? What kind of advice would you give them? Encouragement. I think you know these days you can read a lot of you know research and read a lot online. You know, that wasn't as available before. Um, you can pick out some places or people that, um, you know, inspire you or, or that you think do the type of work you want to do. Um, and, you know, try to follow in those footsteps. That's, that's a nice way to do it. Um, and obviously along the way, you know, if you see something that doesn't agree with you or if you find a better way to do something, you know, do that. Don't be afraid to do that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I was going to say too is along the way, in our journey, I mean, I, I mean, I just thought we were making Porsches go faster, but you know, I got to meet and befriend some, you know, really great people later on in the journey of the shop. I mean, um, in like 2014, I started to become really good friends with Magnus Walker, and um, you know, he's someone that through the busiest, I would say, the busiest, most notorious part of our our, uh, our media blasting, if you will. He was always there and always encouraging, and he's just. Uh, you know, he's another level of, uh, he's the king of that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. And, and just, but just, you know, going out and driving with him and having him drive our cars and putting a smile on his face, you know, meant a lot to me. Sure. Yeah. And just sharing, sharing some cars and drives and you know, going on Joe Rogan or Jay Leno, you know, like we, we sort of broke the internet one, one week early in the uh, internet breaking days, early Instagram to doing, uh, the GT2 together, you know, like having him, having him, paint uh, 997 gt2 that was that was a big deal yeah you know? so that's what the car thing's yeah. all about it's the yeah, people think, yeah yeah exactly i think if you if you you know don't be afraid to try you know your own version of what you think is right and don't be afraid to fail because i mean it hasn't always been you know successful you know when i talk about blowing up cars i mean that's why we own our own cars first and you know we try on our own cars and i've had plenty of things i've had to learn from by pushing our car too hard or, you know, doing something not quite right. And, and that's, you know, you learn from mistakes. Absolutely. That's the best way to learn. But, but, but if you're doing, if you have a shot, don't ever do it on someone else's no, car. No, don't no. ever make a mistake. That's there. not a good. <laughs> Only make mistakes on your car. <laughs> yeah. That, that's my rule. The test bed. That's <laughs> a good rule. That, yeah, that's yeah, definitely yeah. something you should stick to. Let's take a short break. We're yeah. going to give our sponsors a little love. We come back. I'm going to hit you up with a challenge question. So keep the seatbelts on. Or in your case, the four point harness. We'll be right back. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, 
collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. Join Linkage. Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. And don't forget to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe at LinkageMag.com and you'll get 10 bucks off. What a deal. Hey, fellow inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Did you know if you subscribe at CarsYeah.com, I'll send you my free filler up book. It's an ebook filled with fuel filler fun and inspirational quotes from past guests here on Cars Yeah. Plus, you'll get a weekly wrap up email from me every Friday, and your name will be in the hat for one of the many free giveaways here at Cars Yeah. Simply go to CarsYeah.com and click on the free book button, and boom, you're in the club. And don't forget to subscribe to Cars Yeah on your mobile podcast app, and you'll get the Cars Yeah show delivered right to your mobile device every day, absolutely free. Inspiring automotive enthusiasts, that's what we're all about. Here at Cars, yeah. Thanks for listening. All right, I want you to share a big challenge with us today. Big failure. We just talked about blowing up motors. Okay, there you go, pushing things to the limit. I don't think you're afraid to do that. But share one situation that was really challenging for you. But the more important part of this story, what did it teach you and how did you move forward in a positive way? So I have, I actually have two, but I'll be quick. Okay with the first one because it but the first one was trying to go for nines trying to get a nine second uh quarter mile in the 996 turbo mm. um I, it was uh 50 done because uh by the <laughs> by the yeah it was because by <laughs> by the eighth mile i was doing 114 miles an hour and um i started to hear things and see things on my laptop that weren't good yeah. but i decided Ooh, i'm really doing well i think i should just I'm keep my foot there. in there i can see the end <laughs> of the track there. it's right yeah. there needless yeah needless to say i did beat the carrera gt in the other lane but um i finished at 114 miles an hour because <laughs> <laughs> it didn't do, it lifted the heads and uh oh. there was coolant and oil everywhere so yeah 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 so what that taught me is uh <laughs> is is don't push don't push um, when you see something's wrong, yeah. but also, you know, um, things can be expensive and, and it can be, uh, it, it can knock you for six, if you will. That was, that was my first failure that, that really, uh, yeah. set me back in a bad way. You know, it was expensive and again, it was on my own car, so I had no one to blame. And James, of course, you know, figured out how to, you know, bake it all better. But, um, I kind of gave up on the drag racing after that, Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. but my next, yeah, but my next one was uh, was on the 4.1, the blue and orange car that we're known for. There's lots of amazing press about it, and you know, people have, you know, Jay Leno's driven it and done a video on it, and Matt Farah and and Joe Rogan and all those people have, you know, we've built a bunch, you know, all around the world for people. We've yeah. built, you know, a bunch of these cars now, but that car very nearly, you know. Um, it was a really challenging project at the time. I mean, I think I told, I think I told Jay, you'd have to be stupid or a moron to um, take a 
factory GT3 RS engine at the time and, you know, take it apart and build it as a 4.1 from a 3.8. And I was like, well, that's where we come in, right? So, um, <laughs> so yeah. already, yeah, we, we'd, um, what, what had happened was, is we'd built, um, the previous generation 3.6 to the 3.9 and that had gone really easily and smoothly. Um, and that was just a bore and a bunch of other stuff. Um, this was a completely different scenario where, we, you know, we did a, a bore and stroke and a different crank and a whole bunch of different things. And perhaps we'd gotten used to our press releases for the, from the three, nine. <laughs> you drank some of your old Kool-Aid. Yeah, we definitely did. Yeah. And, um, you know, we thought this is going to be great and it wasn't, it took, it took about two, almost three years and eight attempts where we, we wow. literally broke, we broke so many things on that motor and uh each time it was just like i can't do this anymore because every time you have to do a rebuild it's like 20 grand oh, at least well, of course of, in parts you know gaskets parts um, right. all kinds of repairs i think at one point dan and i wanted to take it to burning man instead of <laughs> and uh, burn it <laughs> and burn it yeah <laughs> well, we were so sick of the whole thing but we never you know we never released it you know people we didn't really talk much about it we just kept you know, plugging away. And finally we, you know, we, we nailed it and, you know, it, it turned out great. Um, and we looked back and we saw all the different, um, service bulletins that Porsche had had for the 4.0 RS and the 3.8 RS. Mm -hmm. And we realized, wow, we've, we've gone through all of this. We were, we already we, figured all we, that out. We already figured all this out. So in hindsight, um, not only did we come out with a 4.1 where we pushed everything and, you know, it's a great motor, but for all the guys with 3.8s and 4.0s, they know all the fixes that we do to these engines and uh, future-proof them. So they just send us those cars now with all the engines and we do all all of those fixes that we do in the 4.1 for their, you know, stock engine. And then they have a car that doesn't have uh, any failures. Wow. So, I'm trying to think of the uh, the Porsche engineers if they'd been around to watch what you were going for through whether they had would have been in awe or would have been laughing of like what are you trying to do here but i love the idea that you fix because remember the 4.0 mm -hmm. this was like a magic car and then all of a sudden uh-oh something's not right yep. with this thing yeah yeah there were a bunch of there were a bunch of things that went wrong there were some added complexities to the gen 2 rs's mm -hmm. the 3.8s and then the 4.0 as well and, uh, you know, things like cam adjusters and bolts backing out, pressure plates exploding, oil freeze plugs flying out, butterflies, you know, getting sucked in, um, all kinds of things, like I said, that we that we had to address with our build oil pumps eating themselves. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, because as anyone knows that builds engines, the f well, or builds Metzger engines. Yeah. 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 The, the first thing you put into a, to a case or when you split case is basically, you know, after the bearings is, is an oil pump. So, mm -hmm. you know, go, go to step one or two of the engine right. <laughs> when you have to, ref when you have to repair it. Wow. So yeah, no, that, that, that proved to be you know, actually, uh, I'm glad we stayed the course. It was really difficult. It was really expensive. We probably lost so much money and time and and uh, passion for <laughs> for trying to do it. But, but you in didn't the end, give up. that's the key. no. We didn't give up. No, and then we were pretty stoked because at the at you know once it was ready, once it was done. I mean, yeah, we got to drive around Jay and make videos with him and and Joe Rogan and Matt Farah and and just about you know every magazine you can think of. Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw them all. It was it was spectacular. Very cool. So where do you go from there? You know, I always ask guests about a bucket list mm -hmm. item, accomplishments they want to still achieve in their life. Where do you go from that vehicle? Yeah, that 
that was actually a weird, uh, tough transition because we went from being what I thought was pretty out there with that car to the 991 came out and um, they went away from the Metzger engine to a more, you know, robotic, uh, technically advanced, um, complex GT3 that was PDK only. And, you know, they also found out they had some issues, you know, trying to rev to 9,000 with that car. And right. it, it, it's, it's an engine that we don't, we don't really modify beyond bolt-ons. So I felt like, oh, you know, we've, <laughs> we've sort of reached the end of our edginess, if you will, with the 997 line. But that's okay. We found our niche and we focus on engine building for 997s and 996s and those GT3s and, and GT2s and turbos. Yeah. So we build those. And, you know, we don't build the the 9A1 and above um, engine, which, you know, is, is what Porsche has in all their cars or variants of now. But they're, you know, I, I, I think that um, they've become so quick, so crazy technically advanced that there's not a lot of headroom left. You know, I think that they, I mean, I, I, you know, I know them and I talk to them and, you know, I have an open, uh, how do I say open, uh, open door both ways with, um, the head of the GT program of Porsche, you know, and, and they've been really, really, um, uh, how do I put it? They've been, uh, open. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, um, because Which is of, surprising to me. Yeah, they, they they've given me they've given me some advice about what not to do um, with the new cars, for example, because they know we share the same customers, and they know I might have some of the more crazy customers that they you think that they that they sell cars to. Yeah, yeah, yeah possibly. And you know, they've given me good insight, and they've also, you know, looking back, I think they enjoy for the most part enjoy what we did, and and um, you know whether it's for the GT3s or later on, for example, one of the new cars that we went from, uh, the, I didn't answer your question, but after the 997 was the GT4. Mm. So of all the new cars that Porsche did, that was the one that interested me the most. And so we bought that and we hunkered down and focused on that platform. Nice. And what they did there is they released a GT4 only and it was manual and that's why it was interesting to us. And what we did is we took Porsche's attitude or their their mantra for taking a, a regular GT3 and then making it an RS, which is you know better gearing, a little bit more power airflow, you know a lightweight flywheel and better aero, and that's what we did to our GT4, and you know people dubbed it a GT4 RS, if you will, and you know we built a ton of those, uh, well a ton, you know we built we probably built like 25 of those yeah, in the last three a, years. That's and, a ton for a, for a shop, yeah. yeah. Well, sure. I, I'm not. I forgot. Um, there's there's some uh, Boxster spiders. I didn't include those. So there's a few of those. And that was yeah. So that was the next thing we kind of fell into. And at the same time, we had a renaissance with the 997 GT2 as well. I sort of went back and kind of looked at that car and and uh, you know got one myself. And uh, you know we we made that into a GT2 RS Extreme, if you will. <laughs> So <laughs> we did that, yeah. A- so the factory, going back to the GT4, the factory didn't have a RS at the time, and for the next generation, they do, and they'll probably, you know. So we won't, because <laughs> there's no need. <laughs> there's no, There'll be something yeah. next. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna crawl into your skull a little bit here. This is a question mm-hmm. I'm hoping I'll bet no one's ever asked you before. If you woke up tomorrow and you were manifest as a vehicle, yeah, this isn't what you want to be. This is your personality. 
who you are in some kind of a vehicle? What would you be and why? Ooh, um, I'd want to say uh, maybe a, 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 f- a 4.1 GT3 RS engine trapped in a Lotus. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's what I wish. Oh, wow. Oh, a guy, that's, a, Lotus a guy that's about to have a very serious accident. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, or, or be on the edge. No, um, I think. Or, or maybe a, in an NSX. How about that? How about that? Well, that works I've, a little better. Yeah. How about that? How about yeah. that? Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, something something different. Um, and actually, you know, James has a project that I wish I was. If um, He's got a Beck 904. Oh. I don't know if you know what that is. I know what that is. I had a yeah. Beck Spider. There you go. Yeah, he's had plenty of those. I had I had a uh, Speedster as well from them. Um, but yeah, he's got a Beck 904, which is a 904 replica. Yep. Yeah. Um, and he has a hot rod 993 engine that oh, he's built. Oh, so, oh. so yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's probably something I'd probably come back as something like that. That put a smile <laughs> on Chuck's face considering he's yeah. a guy that put a Lamborghini engine on a motorcycle. So, yeah. you know, yep. yeah, yeah, very cool. John Wilhoy built my Beck and, uh, used all Porsche parts, which is cool. It was a long time ago before he had his marvelous 2.2 motors Ooh. that he's putting in, but he, he did yeah. take an actual 56 speedster engine and, and board it out and do carbs and he made it pretty cool. That car was fun. My my son and I, mm-hmm. he was eight at the time, flew down to Long Beach, and we drove that all the way back to Gig Harbor up the coast. <laughs> uh, it was nice. a wonderful, wonderful drive. Is there a book that you've read, perhaps, uh, that you might want to share, something that you've uh, learned a lot from? Not specifically controversial, but I always uh, I always liked things like The Catcher in the Rye by J.D. Salinger. Yeah, or Yeah, um, a bit rebellious, a bit sort of uh, solo, a bit of an enigma. And uh, rule breaker here and there, um, <laughs> or, or or some of the stuff by Nick Hornby, you know, like High Fidelity or About a Boy. Those are all books that I read growing up. That uh, and Lord of the Flies too. Well, um, yeah, that, that, wow. yeah, that that sort of uh, taught me everything I needed to know about business. I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, about business, and if you look at last year, some of the chaos in the world, Lord of Flies, yes, coming yes. to real life. Yeah, exactly. A little bit it, crazy. It had all the subtle warnings and, and um, all the training I needed. The yeah. London School of Economics taught me a bunch, but it didn't teach me the real world stuff. No, no, it never so. does. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's take another quick break. We come back. I'm going to take you on the ultimate drive. So keep the seatbelts on. We'll be right back with Sharky. Have you looked under your hood recently? The average car today has more than 70 computers and 100 million lines of code. Today and tomorrow, being a professional technician requires an understanding of technology, computers, and electrical systems that are highly advanced and very complex. Cars yeah is honored to support TechForce Foundation as our charity of choice. Their efforts to help young people pursue a technical education and a fulfilling career as automotive techs is the key to an inspired life. Through scholarships, grants, and good old-fashioned hands-on experiences with vehicles, TechForce and Carsia are working together to connect young people with viable careers. Join us and learn more by visiting techforce.org today. Did you know that Carsia is in the top 1% of all podcasts based on listenership, according to Libsyn, the premier RSS feed for podcasts in the United States. That's right. And Cars Yeah is the only five-day-a-week automotive-focused podcast for you to get your message into the ears of thousands of listeners daily from all over the world. 
Plus, DuPont Registry Recommended Cars Yeah is one of their top 10 car podcasts for you to enjoy. Cars Yeah has experienced tremendous growth, plus your ads are evergreen, meaning they never go away. And more and more listeners find Cars Yeah every day for their daily dose of automotive inspiration. Do you want to expose your brand to a highly targeted list of automotive enthusiasts in a very unique in very personal way, well, I can help you. Contact me, Mark Green, at mark at carsyad.com or through the website at carsyad.com today to learn more. All right, I'm going to wave a magic wand, which I have here at Cars Yeah. I've had it for a long time. I can do all sorts of cool things with it. In this case, for you, Sharky, you can pick the car, but you have to pick a companion to go with you. I want to know who's going to be driving and what are you going to be talking about? Ooh, okay. Well, I've driven with some very fun people before Sounds in some like fun it. cars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I have. Um, and I've been driven very quickly, rapidly in some of our own builds with some fun people. But if it's somebody that's deceased, it would probably have to be someone like James Hunt. <laughs> oh, now now we're getting even crazier. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think uh, I think James Hunt in a uh, in a either in a Mini Cooper. From the, from the 60s. I like that. I like <laughs> yeah. that a lot. Yeah. yeah. And uh, probably, uh, you know, just just listening to him talk and watching him drive on the way to the pub, that would be that would be probably all I need. You uh, know? And if, if not that, so. then then you know, um, probably Senna in my uh, NSX. That would be nice too. Oh uh, well, <laughs> there's that great video of him in that Senna with his footwork. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just amazing stuff. Senna yeah. is a hero of mine. In fact, I got a quote of his on my business card. Um, mm-hmm. The past is just data. I only see the future. Yes. Love that. Yes. But Hunt, yes. Hunt in a Mooney Cooper, very interesting yes. combination. I like that. And you're going to need <laughs> to go to the pub. You're going to need a drink after that. Well, one. I would- I would have said a Lotus or an MG, but I want to get to the pub. So, well, there you go. There you go. I'll never forget the first time I took a drive. I was living in, I was in college, living in uh, Pacific Beach, and this uh, roommate of mine had a friend with a real Mini Cooper, and he took me to the drive uh, up to Mount Soledad, which is up this windy Mm -hmm. road up to the top of the overlooks a beautiful coast in La Jolla. And and I'm like, holy cow, what is this (laughs) thing? And he goes, well, here, drive it back. And I couldn't believe it. I mean, I, I thought it was kind of a joke when he pulled up. I knew about him, but I didn't know that much yeah. about him at the time. Oh, my gosh. Massive, yeah. massive uh, honors on that one. Very no, cool. Well, and if you ever get the chance, I will say this, but one of the weirdest drives I had was, uh, <laughs> in a, imagine, you know, if you look online, you'll see a bright blue with orange wheels and a huge wing GT3 RS mm-hmm. uh, driven with a very, you know, unmistakable Jay Leno. In the, in the driver's seat and me in the passenger seat on the stuck in traffic on the five on a Friday afternoon. You can't imagine the uh, stuff I heard. <laughs> so that was a pretty interesting drive. Yeah, that's the last place you want to be when you're yeah. in that car. Is... Well, we did get into the canyons later. Well, that good. was fun too. Yeah, I'm sure you did. But, Absolutely. But yeah. Well, you've taken me on a really fun ride here. I knew this would be a blast and I, I can't, I was really excited to get to talk to you. And I want to do a shout out to Emily uh, Loudermilk, who's been a guest on the show. She's the one who introduced me to Alex Sharkey. Yeah. Uh, she said, you yeah. got to have this guy on your show if you love Porsches. And I've known about you for a long time. So I'm very, oh, thank you. very appreciative yeah. that she, yeah, she was an apprentice year. with us. Um, you know, a few years ago. Yeah, wonderful so was, young woman. Yeah, uh, yeah, really sharp. Yeah. Sounds like she's having fun. Before I let you go, do you have maybe some parting words of wisdom or guidance for us? Oh yeah, as anyone would probably tell you, that's that's worked in the car industry. Just try to be honest and try to uh, learn from the mistakes. 
because there will be many. And, um, you know, just, just remember that we're supposed to be having fun (laughs) and it's fun for, yeah, it's fun for, it's fun for, you know, if you're, if you're into cars, which, you know, obviously you are, um, we are, (laughs) you know, just always, always keep it fun and keep it sunny side up. You know, there's always someone faster. (laughs) There's always someone faster. So leave that alone. (laughs) Yeah. Don't drive into the corner too deep. Like the guy in front of you and hit the wall. Like he does. No, no, drive drive your own line. As I was told when I was racing vintage cars, what's the best way for people to follow you and learn more about you? Um, we have a fairly active Instagram account, I guess. So people can go there or just sharkworks.com. Um, and our Instagram account is just sharkworks. And they, you know, you'll see some of the weird projects we're doing, whether they're, you know, local or for someone in another country. And, uh, you know, there's usually videos or whatnot. And otherwise, yeah, you can just Google sharkworks, Magnus Walker, Jay Leno, Joe Rogan, that kind of stuff. And you'll see some fun stuff. <laughs> you'll spend a lot of time there. Pour yourself a tall drink because it's going to be fun. And I remind you, Sharkworks is W-E-R-K-S. Uh, the yeah, German, we like to make it difficult for German, you. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Sharky, this has been so much fun. I'm so grateful for you to Thanks, spend some Mark. time with me. Yeah, you're welcome. I hope we get to cross paths again sometime. You, you take me for a ride in a canyon in one of those insane builds of yours. That would be, that would be fun. Take my breath away would be cool. I appreciate you spending time with us today and sharing your amazing experience and successes. This has been great. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. See you down the road. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!